fam elected ghost and this is episode 102 peg talks up the central encounter on a marshall stack shocked electric blue now shocked electric blue is a song we wrote in uh 2017 and it is a dark ghost track uh it was an experiment in um using our mother 32 and also <clears throat> it was um an experiment in bringing the phantom vocal back onto songs. As you see, most of the time, Josephine, Electric, and Stephanie uh, and Windover, uh, the Windover girls, are the primary singers in the band. You can probably count on just, uh, you know, maybe under 20 songs out of the catalog of over 1,700 songs of songs where the ghost actually sings. But this particular song was just uh, an inspired idea that, you know, I had played a show in New York and there were Marshall Stacks and I had uh, met some very beautiful women and I kind of imagined, you know, like after the gig, it would be kind of cool if you could have like a central encounter on top of the stacks and, you know, instead of <laughs> having sex in the bathroom, you would have sex on top of a bunch of Marshall amps. And that was the idea. The idea is like you take a beautiful woman and you have sex with her on top of a Marshall stack after the show. And uh, what we just did in this is we kind of took the idea that like the ghost is actually having sex with Josephine on top of the amps after a, after a Phantom Electric Ghost show. And it you know, refers to like, you know, this Coltrane music in the background and Josephine's, you know, having uh, orgasms and the phantoms having orgasms and it's just like a real you know, like central scene it's just very kind of uh no it's 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 kind of like out of the blue and it's like got that passion idea that you, you know sex that just happens out of nowhere and just two people are really into it and it's just that kind of feeling that we wanted to put in in, in the ghost low vocal uh, and we, we added a little, we have to wait through the VTO3 at the time. We were using a VTO3 for this. Um, no, actually, we were probably using the JDXI on the on the lower um, bass tone. So in the JDXI, we hadn't gotten our VTO3 yet. Um, the JDXI vocoder was our primary tool for creating all our voices. And mostly we used the soprano mode for Josephine, but then we used the bass or sometimes the format is a separate setting um, on um, the JDXI. JDXI vocoder is a very extensive vocoder, has a lot of capability. You can integrate the keyboard to play, um, you know, the, the keys while you're, you know, playing. Um, it has a great tone. I used it a lot with the Sennheimer um, microphone initially. Uh, now I'm using studio electronic microphones. At that time, I was using Sennheimer through a MX uh, One performance mixer. And we were doing, a lot of times we'd use a digital delay. I think I might have been just using the filter setting, one of the eight filters on this. And we felt it's a really good track. It, and it hasn't been on any album. It has been, I don't even think I released it to Spotify. I thought I had, but I looked and I, I had not released this. So I might not release it because we're getting ready to prepare uh, to release Dark Ghost. And we're thinking what we might do is Dark Ghost, when we put it on Bandcamp, had multiple volumes. We're thinking the same idea. 
And um, we initially wanted to release the original configuration of Dark Ghost, which is on SoundCloud. Anybody checks, it's called Dark Ghost Aspire Puppets. Uh, it's when we were going to have a Chernobyl.com cover. We're not going to do that now. We're going to have our own cover that we designed. Um, and uh, we'll probably work with Chernobyl on a different project. But what we're going to do probably is to take the three key songs from Dark Ghost that we always wanted. Uh, if Love Has No Ceiling, Why Is My Heart on the Floor, Sonic Twin, and Dark Ghost. But then we're going to probably put songs like this one and some of the newer songs we were writing on this configuration and make it volume one. In volume two, um, we would probably go into the track list that was the original track list that we see on SoundCloud. But there's a combination of a lot of track lists out there. Um, Pain is everything, an untoward fuck like you. There's a, there's a bunch of projects we have out there um, that we think some of these songs are going to come from that. And a lot of the newer projects um, that we're working on. Um, you know, one of the newest projects we're working on, a lot of songs are going to come from um, that particular project, and that's called Fuck Hate All Day. And in fact, Dark Ghost Volume 1 might be called Fuck Hate All Day. Um, and it's going to have a lot of the tracks, like Deadly Charm, uh, Autumn Girls, Epitaph, uh, Disharmony, Shroom, Move Me, uh, I Know I'm Not Your First, The Whip That Made You Wrecked Up or Bleed. Um, and, and a Rapture Wants a Rave. So these are songs that we think um, are going to be on a new configuration of Dark, Dark Ghost. Um, just because we ran into some issues on Landar where we have to pull down some of the songs that are already out there, and uh, they just have got some issues with their with the mechanics of doing that legal maneuver. So a lot of these newer songs are much easier to uh, take off of the streaming services and prepare them to be on CD. And also what we're going to do is we're probably going to remix everything on our um, model 24 that we're going to get. We're probably going to, you know, end up holding off on the, on a, um, OPZ and switch to getting a model 24 just because recording is our primary thing right now. And we do have a lot of new opportunities with sponsors and collaborations and the model 24 would give us a really good mixing council to focus on our sound We'll probably be focusing on getting a microphone. We have a lot of sequencers already, and we're kind of disappointed that Teenage Engineering didn't fulfill their orders. It was one of the bigger issues they had with the OP-1. It seems like they still got a supply problem in their uh, supply chain, which is disappointing. Um, and there's a lot of good instruments out there that I don't want to wait five months for an instrument when there's a lot of good things like neutrons, um, you know, the grandmother, um, it, it might be worth getting a grandmother. Um, but I think what I actually want to do is focus on recording. Um, and since I want to get this album out, the Model 24 might be a good investment to really increase the capability of our recording. We have just significantly increased it with the with the Studio Electronics microphone, uh, the Zoom R24, um, and different techniques we've been using this year. Um, people who notice our sound compared to stuff we did in 2015, 2016, you would see that the 2018 ghost songs have a significant increase in quality. We've always been able to pass the, the edit to get our songs onto streaming services uh, through, through our editing through Landar.com. We appreciate that. But we're moving toward trying to increase our quality even more. And I like going toward um, other things going on. We have sponsorships now. 
we have uh, infatuation.com, the infatuation, and we have CIN Pals. Um, and so we're very excited about these new sponsors. Uh, it's, it's really great to be doing these podcasts now. We're getting pretty good traction just this week. Went from 3,000 listens to 3.4 thousand. And uh, we're hoping to get 10,000 and to get like a, even more sponsors going forward. So we're uh, pretty, pretty hyped about what's been going on this year. There is a lot of awesome instruments. We're hoping this sponsorship will allow us to get what we feel probably is the best scent this year. I mean, the Moog One is a great scent that we want it. But at the end of the day, when you're a musician and you're composing, we think the Profit XL probably wins hands down this year as one of the most usable um, scents for songwriting. The fact that you can have, you know, 1923 Steinway, you can have a Profit 5 on board. You have to mix samples with from ADO, like deep samples with the signal path from the profit. Um, gives you just a really strong um, platform. And the Moog One has a lot of bugs right now, uh, which is somewhat disappointing. Kind of like, um, not that it can't be fixed. The way it was designed, it, all the bugs can be fixed. But it's somewhat disappointing for an $8,000 machine to have as many bugs as I've heard that it has. And the fact that it costs as much so much is totally out of the range of most musicians. And it's not that we don't want one. And I, you know, it's not that I, I, I am a very big proponent of it. If I had the flow to cash flow to get one, I would have one on board for the atmosphere. There's a lot of things I do as the ghost that that machine maybe even works better than a profit. But for overall songwriting, the profit would give you a lot of capability. Uh, and I think I like the presentation of the capabilities within the mod matrix on the profit better than what I see on a Kronos because it's still a very powerful subtractive synth and it has some ability to do additive synthesis as well. And so it is, you know, with the XL with the full keybed and then the increased polyphony uh, voicing, uh, it is a killer machine. It is something that we're hoping this sponsorship will allow us to get that and get the Moog. Uh, we're always trying to increase that capability. We're always looking for additional uh, modules. I mean, the Waldorf Quantum, that's the desire. Um, the the um, 8-bit, um, you know, uh, I can't remember, but there's a, um, a great 8-bit synth coming and I lose, I lose track of it, but um, Analog Solutions has their awesome um, synthesizer out there. That we're very interested in looking at that. Um, you know, this year there was a lot of great stuff coming out. I mean, Korg has the Prologue 16 voice, which is an awesome synth. It's got a good price range on it. Uh, there's a lot of great capability. Make Noise, which is like the Eurorack, uh, premier Eurorack company, has a lot of awesome modules. So we're very interested in getting some Bukla additive synthesis modules into our workflow and uh, doing a lot more additive synthesis. Right now, we're kind of kind of keyed in on um, subtractive synthesis because a lot of our synths are based on that. So we're leaning toward you know trying to do more additive synthesis. We have some capabilities uh, within our uh, Mini Brute 2S, but not as deep as a Buchla system. We're looking at getting Buchla modules for um, like a Doffer uh, Eurorack solution that we're looking into. And... Um, 
also is like in terms of sequencing, we think the uh, square uh, SQUARP uh, pyramid sequencer, which is a song focused sequencer, it has an amazing amount of connectivity and capability. We're very interested in that. We're also interested in analog solutions uh, sequencer. They have a really awesome sequencer. Uh, and, uh, you know, Pittsburgh Modular has an awesome sequencer that they've updated. And they've got some really good, cool sense we're, we're looking at. Um, there's a lot of good material out there. We're just hoping that we can increase our capability. And we really would like to get on the road, but we've been doing more recording uh, and podcasting this year has been our focus. And it's probably been a good idea because now we're getting an income stream. We are going to be doing more Facebook Live performances. And we're hoping that if we focus on doing uh, all the things we're doing with recording and podcasting, that we'll get you know, invited or selected to do some shows. We've been signing up on Reverb Nation for a lot of things. One thing I would say, and I don't like to come down on Reverb Nation, but there's seems to be like when it comes to electronic bands and some indie bands that are doing experimental stuff that, you know, a lot of the contests are not selecting those particular artists. And I really think that Reverb Nation, for the people who subscribe, they need to provide some more guaranteed gig options because for people who are paying that monthly fee out of time and you know, you're not able to get gigs uh when you're actually you know selling we're actually doing pretty well on soundcloud you got seventy five thousand listens you know over thirty five thousand on fan burst a pretty good fan base on facebook five thousand people listening when we do a show we can get on facebook live we can get anywhere from a thousand to three thousand people to listen so we're kind of surprised that a lot of Reverb Nation contests to even get on a radio seem to not be um, allowing us to get there. And we think they need to be a little bit better about that. Um, you know, we're going to look at Sonic Bigs pretty soon. You know, we've been paying for a year and haven't gotten any uh, real sponsorship. Uh, I think we got one sponsor that we were going to work with and then they kind of disappeared and it didn't even happen. So that was kind of disappointing. And then the sponsor that we got wanted money when we already pay money. And I think that's not right to, to ask for, for money when you're already paying a subscription. So that's my pet peeve. Yeah, so we got cut off there, but um, part of what we're doing, um, you know, with the stuff we're doing this year is, uh, you know, all these um, focus, you know, focusing on recording and podcasting is really opening up um, our audience. And the fact that we're actually getting uh, more money from our podcast income than um, streaming kind of goes toward, I think, an issue that's out there today uh, with artists. Uh, that, you know, it's very hard to actually earn uh, a decent uh, amount of money streaming unless you really hit into the hundreds of thousands of streams. Um, when you're under 10,000 streams, like four or 5,000 streams, getting 10, 20 bucks is not sustainable for an artist. You know, being able to do um, other types of uh, work on YouTube and podcasting is allowing artists to get a better, a better income stream. And I would hope that YouTube starts offering for the for the pod, for the live streams the ability to donate, um, um, to, so people if they like what they hear, they can donate a dollar or two dollars, whatever. I think that would be really cool. Um, 
I know there are other platforms that do it, but since Facebook is such a big one, they should really allow that. So I'm pushing, you know, Facebook, you know, for artists, for musicians, you need to provide the ability for fans to contribute in that way. Um, we do have other ways for fans that if they like what we're doing, they can contribute here, you know, a dollar a month, $4.99, you know, $9.99. We offer different options in terms of we can provide downloads of uh, uh, unique original material. So there's other things you can do. We're very excited about, you know, a lot of things going on this year, you know, Moogfest uh, 2019, we're hoping this year we can finally go. Based on the things that are happening with our podcast, uh, we're hoping that Moog pays attention to us and maybe they want to sponsor us and be, allow us to uh, do some expansive sound or do interviews um, from from Moogfest on this podcast. We're just floating out there, so hopefully, Moog, if you're listening, or, or Roland, if you're listening, Sequential Circuits, if you're listening, we're, you know, very deep users of synthesizers. We talk to a lot of indie bands from around the world. We would love to be able to come to Moogfest and be able to talk to a lot of the artists there and do podcasting and take part in the clinics and the, the building of the new, new synthesizers that you do there. So, you know, it's a wish list for us. We're very big fans and we would love to, to be there and uh, feel the full uh, power of, of, of a subtractive synthesis. And I know I was critical of the Moog one. That's because I love it. Uh, I want it to be better. So I'm hoping that, you know, a couple of versions down the line, they, that everything gets uh, worked out with the effects and other things going on with it. I'm usually an early adopter, but I didn't have the funds for this thing. But, you know, it, it is cool that it's got an Ethernet connection. It can be firmware, it can be updated. It's not restricted or limited in its structure. You don't have to replace the circuit boards to fix the machine. So I believe that the Moog one we see sometime next year is going to be fully out there. Now, the question I have is like, you know, it would be great for Moog to create, you know, like a, you know, another Moog one for artists who are not, not as deep pocketed that maybe doesn't have the three tra uh, tramble, uh, timbre, um, capability and, you know, maybe only has eight voices and bring it down a notch. Uh, that would be something that a lot of fans would love. A lot of people would be really into um, a, a more affordable Moog one. And I think they would have a big hit on their hands Um Though the Moog One itself is is a dream instrument, it's a you know it's a flagship instrument. I understand what it is. Uh, I know I talked about the profit, but in terms of uh, you know where your head is at an artist, like right now with the way I'm writing my music, uh, you know with the rock operas and different things I want to work on, um, I think the profit. Uh, would give me a really good palette. I've got a lot of Eurorack stuff for doing strange analog uh, construction. So, you know, for me, I think being able to get the pianos um, and the different samples and the organs out of it would be um, my goal. And the Profit 5 module, as, as I said, is is very significant. So uh, that is a big, uh, a big uh, win for anybody to have a Profit 5 on board be able to play it and then add samples to it is something that we've never seen and is very uh, enticing. So 
Uh, we'll talk to everyone later. You know, check our sponsors. Uh, some of them are probably not up yet, but we just set them up. But, you know, please uh, support the sponsors of The Ghost and support indie music overall. Support the bands that we talk to um, and support the artists that we talk to. And uh, we'll talk to you again. Thank you.